Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the best the American League has to offer. That is the best the American League has to offer. It's not good enough for this wagon. Welcome on into the PHNX D-backs podcast. Happy National Pina Day to one guy and one guy only, of course. Maybe to all of you with your fake purple hair. But of course, welcome on into the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia, formerly known as mayor of this joint. This guy next to me is your Thunderstick. Uh, he also has a fire-ass closer character now, thanks to Damon on MLB <laughs> The Show. It's Jesse Friedman. Yeah, Closer Me apparently throws 99. He has an immaculate inning. It was amazing. And has both a a changeup and a splitter, which is fascinating. It's just excessive. And I have a slurve. And a slurve. Yeah, four-seam fastball, slurve, circle change. And uh, yeah. That's pretty, a pretty complete arsenal for a closer. It's really pumping wild. 99. Like, that's yeah, that's yeah. pretty that's pretty crazy. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. But this team, this Arizona Diamondbacks team, also very fun to watch. Maybe not that second inning for Zach Gallon so much, but the rest of the team was an absolute vibe all night long. Uh, the Diamondbacks absolutely celebrated, by the way, National Pineapple Day by giving out purple wigs selectively to people. Uh, they don't have the commitment that this guy's got, though. Uh I, if I would have known that there were going to be wigs, I maybe wouldn't have made such a permanent decision <laughs> when it came to this. But uh, we're not sure what broke Zach Gallon there in the second inning, but he definitely broke for a period of time. Luckily, somebody reset the router, unplugged Zach, plugged him back in, <laughs> and he got back online. But there was there was a moment there where it looked like Zach Gallon literally could not throw the baseball competitively anymore. Yeah, it was absolutely bizarre. Uh, that second inning, it went walk, double walk. So you had the bases loaded with nobody out. And it was like, all right, well, this isn't it. I mean, the D-backs just put up five runs in the top. Yeah, the we we're going to talk inning. about the offense, but um, we were ready to chalk this one up as a win already after the yeah, first inning. Yeah, it was a weird way for Zach to respond. He just wasn't really throwing strikes. He didn't have a feel for his curveball or his changeup at all in that inning. So it's the bases loaded with nobody out. And then he throws a wild pitch, and you're like, okay, well, that's that's a little weird. Uh, granted, Gabby Moreno, I don't think at his best day behind the plate. Not, I don't no. think it's yeah. 100% Zach's fault necessarily, but he throws one wild pitch, makes it second and third, one run scores. And he throws another wild pitch in the same at bat, and True. then you've got a runner at third, nobody out. And all the all the Rays had done at that point themselves was, was hit a double. Other than that, it was two walks, two wild pitches. Talk about just handing the other team runs. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it just kind of continued just to snowball from there. They scored another run on a ground out. Uh, and then there was a solo home run that somehow got out of the ballpark. It felt like the ball was really flying yeah. at Chase Field tonight, which was weird. It really was because it looked um, like it was a, it was a high pop up 
and it did not look like it was going to make it that far. It just kept going and going and going. Yeah. It was it was really weird. That was off the bat of Jose Siri. But yeah, so that made it a 5-4 game, and you figured like, oh, well, that bottom of the first was was fun, but here yeah. we are back to reality. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. It's probably going to be a dogfight the rest of the way, and it really wasn't. The D-backs just sort of took control through the rest of this game and won 8-4. Most importantly, Zach Gallen got back on track, and despite that second inning kind of being all over the place, we did see Zach adapt and be able to be effective once again. When we get we got this question recently on Mailbag Monday where we were asked like what do you guys mean when a guy doesn't have his best stuff? What do you mean when you say he doesn't have a feel for his pitches? What we saw in that second inning was kind of that with Zach Gallen, right? Like he is trying to throw his other pitches, he's trying to throw his knuckle curve, he's trying to throw a changeup, but those pitches aren't working. They're not working and not only are they not working, they're not effectively getting even across the plate uh and then and they're their problem so we saw Zach Gallon pretty much in this game after that second inning completely abandon his arsenal of pitches outside of the cutter and the fastball the four-seam fastball yeah he did mix in still his changeup and the knuckle curve like every once in a while but when you look at his baseball savant page from that second inning on it's just a whole lot of cutter and four-seam fastball so Zach did his best to you know, kind of shift gears in this game when when what he was trying to do wasn't working. Uh, and he, he found something that did because you take out that second inning and Zach Allen goes five five innings, gives up like three hits and, and no other runs besides that. All of the runs that he allowed yeah. were in that inning. His line ends up looking not great, but six innings pitched, five hits, four earned uh, runs, four runs, two walks and four strikeouts. Much better, much better than we thought we were going to see potentially out of him, which to start this important series against a team like the Rays was going to really put the Diamondbacks in a bad position. I think you just came into this game just assuming that if the Diamondbacks lost, it wasn't really going to be because of Zach Gallen, right? Like Very maybe he wasn't going to dominate, yeah. but I mean, the man is 7-0 with a 1.00 ERA, or that's what he was at home coming into this series. So he's been basically robotic at Chase Field, just the way he's pitched in, in that first inning, right? It was yeah. I think it was a seven or eight pitch first inning. You know, you feel like, here we go, Zach Allen's just going to cruise through another game. Uh, but yeah, it was another one where he kind of had to fight through. As you said, his pitch mix was weird in this game. He really didn't have a feel for the knuckle curve or the changeup early on. And he kind of ditched them uh, through the middle innings. And and like you said, it was just a bunch of fastballs and cutters. Uh, then he did kind of mix in the the changeup and, and the curveball after that point just to make sure that there was some variety there. But yeah, this is who Zach Gallen is. I mean, when he doesn't have his best stuff, which it feels like he basically never has this season, <laughs> he's still able to find ways to get around that. And today it was the cutter. It was a pitch uh, that we haven't really seen used in that role a whole lot, but it was effective for him. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, four whiffs on the cutter, seven whiffs on the fastball, 14 whiffs total. Pretty decent Zach yeah. Gallon outing, even if it even if it wasn't his, his best start overall. What a metaphor for this team as a whole that is Zach Gallon, right? Because when you say that, Zach Gallon got his 10th win of the season today. He is on pace to win over 20 games this season. And... Honestly, there are times where Zach Gallen just finds a way to do it, and that's what this team does. This team comes in, things aren't working for them, uh, and they find a way to win. Things were working for them early on, though. Like we said, that right after that first inning, we thought this game was a wrap already. You had the Diamondbacks just come out very hot. Uh, Perdomo singled the lead off the game. Then there was a wild pitch on the Rays' side. Uh, Marte walks, and that's followed by a Corbin Carroll home run, and that's how we kicked things off immediately with the Diamondbacks 
uh, having a, a three-run lead. Christian Walker follows that up. Walker, 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 single, double, triple, Walker. He hits dingers. Christian Walker having a day at Chase Field. Uh, Christian Walker with his 16th home run. Corbin Carroll with his 17th home run. A lot of D-backs dingers in this one. Marte got in on the home run action later. Uh, and it was, you know, like like Jesse said, you thought it was going to be a dogfight, and we saw the Diamondbacks continue to put their foot on the pedal. They continued to score runs. Uh, and today they did it in a yet another different way. Today it was the long ball. Uh, Evan Longoria even did it against his home team, uh, his, his former uh, team, uh, hit the crap out of a ball, 446 feet. He always does, man. man. He never. There's no. There's no cheap shots for Evan Longoria. And yeah, with that home run, Evan Longoria became the 70th player 70th. in Major yep. League history to have homered against all 30 teams. Which is a really incredible, really incredible accomplishment. I mean, you take into account some, a point that a really good point that Chris Garagiola made on the radio. We haven't had the balanced schedule in in baseball for all that long. Right. Um, I mean, literally not long at all. Right? No, this is the this very is the first, first year. year. <laughs> um, so and obviously has played, you know, some some seasons, a significant portion of his career in both the AL and the NL, which does help. But yeah, just a really incredible what what Evan Longoria has done for the Diamondbacks this season. Uh, I mean, the man has 11 home runs, Derek. He is on pace at 37 years young. He's on pace at 22 home runs at age 37. And he only plays like every he only yeah. starts like every three well, days. And it's really some, incredible. He, he, he flashed the leather today. He played some he great did. defense as well. So it's yes. not like he's he's not washed and he's not a bad option for them. And, we, you know, we kind of had our episode where we discussed the Diamondbacks picking him up. We didn't really know how he was going to fit in, but I'm sure we didn't think he was going to contribute this much or, or even play this much. But he really has with, uh, you know, with uh, some of the changes they've made. With Josh Rojas being sent down to AAA, it's really great to see Longoria doing the damn thing. And, I mean, what a great story. Like, you can't make this stuff up where he hits his 30th home run against the team that he essentially was yes. a huge part of, right. that he's still kind of beloved by. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that they kind of like that it was, you know, that, that they got to see that, that Evan Longoria, you know, is still playing, and they got to see him you know, hit this home run against the the final team that he didn't get one against. But he's just become, you know, this team gets contributions from all over the place. Could tell Marte, though, not enough is said about how yes. good Marte has been this season. He, he His numbers don't jump out at you. He, I mean, he's still very good. And compared to other second basemen, he's up there as one of the top offensive second basemen. Oh, um, his numbers jump out at you at this point, Derek. Well, yeah. I mean, a 900 OPS from a second baseman? Come go. on now. And he's got his 20th. <laughs> Uh, he, he reaches uh, base for the 20th uh, straight game, and it is his second time this season. He just had one game against the Braves where he, where he didn't, didn't reach. reach. Base, yeah. If not, he would have like a 49-game on-base streak right now, or 50 even, if he would have gotten it in that game. But, I mean, to have two streaks so far this season, and we're not even – tomorrow is the halfway point for the year. We're not even there yet, and he has already had – two streaks like this he's just been an absolutely huge part of their offense and continues to just kind of do it like i mean under the radar right like yeah. you just don't hear Cattell talked about right now he had i mean in june he is hitting 333 46 oh my god which is ridiculous he has an 11 14 ops in june you know we talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday if it weren't for fernando tatis he'd really have a, a pretty clear shot at the nl player of the month award Honestly, if he has a few more games like like he had today, 
he might still have a shot at the NL Player of the Month award uh, for June when it's all said and done. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it the other day as well. Cattell Marte coming into the year, one of the biggest X factors for this team. You know, there's a lot of ceiling here. You know, the player that he can be when he's at his best. And and this is the year where he's really put it all together. And it's not just against lefties, right? We've seen a version of Cattell where he just absolutely destroys left-handed pitching. And against righties, he just kind of hangs in there and is more of a league average sort of guy. Um, but yeah, it's unbelievable what he's doing from both sides of the plate right now. And I know some people are saying it in the comments. I think we're at the point, Derek, where if Cattell Marte is not an all-star, uh, we've got we've got some problems, right? I mean, Luis we Arias. Riot. We riot. Luis, we absolutely riot. We grab our pitchforks and our torches. <laughs> Luis Arias deserves to start the All Star game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. Uh, but I Cattell think it's pretty clear that yeah, Ozzy Albies is doing some good things. You know, Nolan Gorman. There's some good second baseman in the National League. But when you're getting a 900 OPS from your second baseman, it's really really impressive. There weren't a lot of guys when you were voting for players that had a 900 OPS on that list. Let me tell you, I can I can think of a few of them off the top of my head that had 900 or better as far as their OPS con- is concerned, but. Uh, Marte, uh, just just loving what that guy does. And, of course, uh, he also just has a very fun attitude. I mean, we were I was talking with Mark, the, the clubhouse, uh, I don't know, security guard, you want to say? I don't know. Yeah. Mark's just, he's the host. He's our secure clubhouse host. But uh, we were talking about, like, how much fun this team is having right now, right? And, like, yeah. one of the guys that you see having the most fun at times is Marte. Like, he... He's joking around with his teammates. He's joking around with the opposition. He just looks like a kid that's out there playing baseball and loving every minute of it. And it's just, it's great to see. But yeah. when, we, when we talk about kids going out there and playing the day, the game, let's talk about Corbin Carroll. Uh, home run number 17, R- 44 RBI this year. And of course, uh, that dinger, he's our king snake. He is our king snake. Uh, he's our favorite baby boy. Uh, and this man continues to be incredible. Uh, it's just... Amazing how fast when you watch Corbin Carroll with his teammates, how fast they have just become this this team that kind of looks up to him. Like, yeah, he is entirely too young of a player for, you know, for him to kind of have have, you know, kind of the aura about him that he does. But I think everybody in the clubhouse knows that he's a very special player. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible what Corbin has has accomplished this year. We've talked about it so many times, but you just can't really say enough about about what he's done. And he's been going through it at the plate lately, right? Uh, there have been a couple couple slumps that Corbin has has gone through this season, and I think in each of them, people kind of wondered, like, all right, is this sort of when the league is figuring him out a little bit, yeah. right? Which is a real thing for young players. Sometimes guys come up and they dominate for a few weeks. And then the wheels kind of come off once opposing teams figure out what their weaknesses are. They haven't figured that out yet, Derek, uh, with Corbin Carroll. Yeah. And that home run, I mean, these are not these are not all cheap homers, right? I mean, that was off the batter's eye in center field. Uh, the sound that it made off the bat in, in Chase Field was incredible. Uh, he got more MVP chance today at Chase Field, <laughs> which is always and, uh, always cool to and see And the purple well. hair was, I mean, it was something that was kind of silly, you know, and uh, look at me saying purple hair is silly. <laughs> that's that's ironic. Um, but, uh, you know, they were having such a fun time with it. Corbin was rocking it. We saw uh, Alec Thomas rocking the purple hair. And again, going back to what I was saying about Cattell, there's something about the way this team is just having fun and enjoying playing baseball. 
it's such a different mood than the last few seasons being around that clubhouse and yeah. have, have everything be so somber. Uh, they just they're 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 playing really good baseball, and a big part of it, I think, is because they're playing really loose. And they just have a great group of guys over there. So tonight was a complete win. Tonight was an absolute complete win for this team uh, because Zach Gallen had one really terrible inning. And I felt like <laughs> in other cases, we've seen this team fall apart when Zach Gallen uh, isn't at his absolute best. Tonight, uh, they just really proved that they can hang with the best teams in baseball and, and can beat them. You know, And again, Zach Gallen, win number 10. It's crazy. Still yeah, I mean, it. we're at the we're basically at the halfway point of the season. So Zach Gallon is on a 20 win pace right now, which is it's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't think the Diamondbacks have had a 20 game winner. I want to say since Ian Kennedy back in 2011, if wow. I'm not mistaken. I don't think Zach Greinke did it. Um, I don't think Patrick Corbin did it or Robbie Ray. So, yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. more than a decade since we've seen that happen. A long way to go, but Zach has a chance to do that. The other thing I'll say is that even though wins are a stupid stat and they shouldn't matter in Cy Young voting, they absolutely still do. They do, um, and they have to. And, and They didn't if, matter back then when our guys were good. Now they matter. Now they have to matter. Now they have to matter. If he gets to 20 wins, I mean, you know, even if he's maybe not at the top of the league and some other stuff, that really could go yeah. a long way in, yep. in helping his case. So obviously we're a long way from that, but... Uh, 10 wins at this point in the season is really impressive it's odd it's kind of like the mvp where like there does has to there does have to be a factor of the team winning and being successful sure in order for that to factor in right and a cy young should Which go. i still kind of think it's dumb but well i get you because it's the most me. valuable player right yeah but and baseball is not the kind of sport where it's like that most oh you had that player but you weren't good yeah. like oh that player must not be very good it's like no I'm looking you, at have you, you the angels yeah have you watched angels baseball <laughs> the last decade like you can't be pointing the finger at at either otani or trout for any of the problems they've had in recent years so very true uh but i i digress yeah zone in arizona says they were having fun but were they having teenage dirtbag levels of fun i don't think <laughs> so uh maybe the tampa bay rays were too loose before the game because mm. uh in their little workout area they were blaring the song teenage dirtbag by Weedus. uh and of course they were also singing along to it at full volume and i got a quite the thrill out of that it's a good it's a good chorus it's hard not to sing that chorus but uh anyway uh we thank you guys for being here of course if you're here in the phnx sports youtube channel make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live leave us a little thumbs up we all appreciate that and uh most importantly if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe there as well uh even if you've done the youtube thing subscribe everywhere on every device on everywhere you go uh and also leave us a review we always appreciate that feedback uh we'd love you to get a phnx diehard membership and become part of the phnx family you can get that over at gophnx.com not only will you get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com 20 percent off all future purchases you will also get a free gift certificate from Mountain Mike's for $50 worth of pizza or wings. Uh, you also get yourself a Dobson Ranch ranch card, uh, which will get you like free driving range access and all sorts of wonderful benefits uh, and so much more. You also get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count. You get access to our members-only Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, discounts with our partners, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. So sign up today to become a member over at gophnx.com. Uh, and also... Download the BetMGM app. 
uh, become part of the BetMGM Society uh, and make yourself some money. Uh, I was on bets today, and you bet your ass I'm going to brag about the fact that I went three for four on my bets today. So if you're not stopping by PHNX Bets and checking out what I have to offer when I'm making donuts in the bakery, then you're missing out on free money. But uh, you can also make yourself some more money over at the BetMGM with their uh, official uh, fun swing for the fences game, which will get you some wonderful add-ons. And, of course, is a free-to-play game until September 7th. All you have to do is be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you choose, you will get a single, a double, a triple, a home run, or a pop-out, and you will receive the prize associated with that type of hit. The prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours, so don't wait to use it. If you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. When you do, there's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. Well, we have some transactions to discuss that we haven't brought up, but we did have some breaking news earlier today. Uh, Relief pitcher Justin Martinez was called up to make his major league debut, uh, as well as Kevin Ginkle, who we've talked about quite a bit uh, as far as kind of scratching our heads as to why Kevin Ginkle was sent down. But it was the, uh, I guess, I guess the corresponding moves that uh, were a bit surprising. Yes. Not surprising was Joe Mantiply being sent down because we knew that was potentially an option. But what was surprising was finding out that Merrill Kelly has been added to the 15-day IL retroactive to, I believe, the 25th of June. So Correct. after yes. his last start uh, with right calf inflammation. And apparently, according to Tori Lavallo, he has a blood clot in his right calf, which isn't great considering we know that uh, Merrill has suffered from blood, blood clots in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. With the, I mean, he had thoracic outlet syndrome, uh, right? That's what ended his 2020 season, went into 2021. Right. Uh, that was, I mean, thoracic outlet surgery is, uh, as I wrote uh, last year, is one of the one of the more risky procedures a, a pitcher can have. He obviously has come back, you know, even better than he was before, which is remarkable. But yeah, Tori said that this incident is not at all related to that. So as far as we know, there's no connection whatsoever Correct. with a thoracic outlet situation. Uh, this is something that a uh, very similar thing happened with Ian Kennedy last year. Uh, Ian Kennedy, I believe it was July 4th of last year, hit the injured list also with right calf inflammation. And the explanation then was also that Ian Kennedy had a small blood clot uh, in his uh, lower right leg, which is which is what's happening here with Merrill Kelly. Tori Lavallo didn't seem overly concerned. Here's what he had to say about this injury and, and Merrill Kelly missing time. It's very similar to what Ian Kennedy had last year. If you can remember correctly, that um, Ian missed a very short period of time. Um, first of all, I thought it was a great catch by the medical team to understand that there was a little bit of discomfort and inflammation in there that we should get it checked out. And on the level that we did, um, there's there was a small clot in there, and um, you know we we feel like Merrill obviously missing the 15 days and been placed on the disabled list. Um, he'll be able to step back into the arena and compete as soon as possible. Um, 
Uh, and I again, he did not set a timetable for his return, but no. it does sound like Merrill Kelly will most likely miss uh, the rest of uh, the first half of of the season. He yeah. probably won't make his return until after the All Star break, which is two day two weeks from today. In fact, or at least the All Star game itself is two weeks from today. So uh, that that kind of checks out as far as Kelly would probably have maybe what two more starts or three more starts between now and then. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you do the math, I don't think he could be activated in time uh, to have him start sure, before sure, the sure. All-Star break. So, yeah, you can pretty much, the soonest you could possibly see Merrill Kelly at this point is after the All-Star break. I believe the D-backs are in Toronto uh, that weekend after after the All-Star break. So, uh, But, yeah, Tori didn't put a firm timetable on this, so we don't know exactly how long it's going to last, but everything was pretty optimistic. Tori's yeah. made it sound... He, very much uh, drew a close comparison, as you heard there, to what happened with Ian Kennedy last year. Ian Kennedy was on the injured list for 16 days yeah. last season. So this isn't like a deep, dark despair sort of moment. Uh, there are a lot of worse things that could happen here. This is Merrill Kelly, you know, missing a, a couple of starts here as we get into the All-Star break. And that's OK. The Diamondbacks can find a way uh, to to make up for that as long as he's not out too much longer uh we all know uh the lack of depth in this starting rotation yeah. and the yeah. importance of merrill kelly and the fact that the diamondbacks even with merrill kelly still need uh to add a starting pitcher at least one at the trade deadline so to answer the question from the chat earlier why is zach davies still on this team that's why yeah uh, could you right imagine now, if this happened and and, and zach davies was already gone <laughs> i mean maybe some people i'm sure there's some people who are like yeah well i'd still rather have blake walston or whomever come up from triple a very instead. similar to the mad bum situation where you're like i don't care who you replace him with replace him with some guy you pick up off the street like it doesn't matter at this yeah. point because anything's got to be better but it's not and zach davies is still somebody that can help the diamondbacks get uh to that trade deadline and 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 Take up, take up some innings. I mean, it's it's not yeah. the best option for them right now, but I don't feel like they internally want to give up on Davies as much as fans want to give up on Davies, and it's understandable. We are way less patient. Somebody tonight tweeted to us that they needed to send Zach Gallon down. So that's just the kind of reaction that you get from people sometimes. <laughs> it's not based on any kind of actual like uh, reasoning or or uh, thought process. It's I mean, just there are, there are pure reaction, pure angry reaction. <laughs> there are different levels of of uh, of that, though, right? Like, <laughs> there are definitely. like wanting to <laughs> wanting to DFA Zach Davies is on a. <laughs> Is not on the same level of craziness as wanting to demote. Fire uh, Lavolo! That guy, you know that guy. That guy always shows up in our mentions uh, when when a game is on the line or they're losing. But right. uh, Justin Martinez got called up, and I tell you this much: I have done this for a very long time. I've covered this team now for uh, way longer than I even want to admit. Uh, but it's still never. It still never gets old seeing the joy in a young man's eyes when he is up. When he is here, when he has made it to the major league level, this is the the goal, the dream they've had since they've been a little kid. And to see them accomplish that goal, to kind of be present and be able to be around their joy is definitely something special for me still. Yeah, it, it really is cool. And uh, and yeah, I mean, we talked about Justin Martinez a little bit yesterday and, and everything that that he brings to this team. I wrote a story uh, right around game time about uh, Justin Martinez and what he brings to the Diamondbacks. I'll probably tweet that out again in the morning. We didn't get to see him make his big league debut right. in this game today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the man 
In his last game in Reno, Derek, he averaged 101 with his four-seam fastball. That's the average, folks. That's the average. He topped the out average, at 102.5 uh, in, in his last uh, appearance in Reno. And what I wrote about is that, oddly enough, his fastball is actually not really a swing and miss pitch for him. It's not. He really doesn't get whiffs on his four-seam fastball. Right. All that much at all his whiff rate on his four seam fastball almost identical to the whiff rate on scott mcguff's uh 94 mile an hour fastball uh and we know how sexy that but, is but yes, right i guess Are we that, right? that doesn't really make my yeah. point but uh <laughs> but yeah uh you you guys you guys understand where I'm make going sure with that. make sure to check that out we're not going to give away the whole article but it's very fascinating jesse and i talked a lot about like his fastball and not having a real vertical ride uh, there's a lot of things to it that, uh, I it mean, turns out that throwing a hundred miles an hour doesn't necessarily make it like a swing and miss pitch, which is a really weird, weird thing. Like yeah. you assume if a guy's pumping 99 or a hundred, like, Oh, no one can hit that. Right. Yeah. But no major league hitters are very good and sure. have seen that before. And they can do it as long as, as, as long as the fastball has like kind of a normal shape, kind of a predictable shape. Yeah. Um, and, and Justin Martinez is sort of has that to a certain extent. So it, 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 it has a little bit of a drop to it. And it's I was, a little more of a sinker yeah, kind of a yeah. forcing fastball. Yeah. Um, but it's still very exciting. And again, something that the Arizona Diamondbacks really needed was some reinforcements. We saw Kevin Ginkle in tonight's game. Kevin Ginkle picked right up where he left off. And this guy yeah. just again, we, we talk about parts of this team that work really well that don't really get the credit they deserve. Kevin Ginkle absolutely did not get deserve to get shut down on the way or to get sent down based on the way he was pitching. And tonight he proved that he deserves to be back up on the major league roster. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, we were talking yesterday about how weird it was that the Diamondbacks, as of yesterday, we didn't know the full story yet, right? We kind of knew that Justin Martinez was going to be called up, but we didn't know that Kevin Ginkle was going to be no. called up. And, and that we, was weird because we, we were like, we were like, why not? Why, why not Kevin Ginkle? Why would you, why would you call Martinez? up a new arm when Kevin Ginkle is just sitting there? Right. But now it makes sense, yeah. right? You have Merrill Kelly going to the injured list. You might as well bring up two bullpen arms instead of one. Uh, so, you know, we get we get both of those guys up at the same time. And, yeah, Kevin Ginkle, I mean, the man deserves to be a big leaguer. And he, he kind of does. felt for the guy when when he was sent down. And, you yeah. know, frankly, this it's only going to get more challenging to nail down a job in this bullpen as we go into the trade deadline, right? The Diamondbacks are probably going to make a move or two, and it's going to... Uh, you know, it's going to make it even harder. It's going to make it even more competitive to nail down those jobs. So uh, you have to appreciate what Kevin Ginkle has done with the opportunities he's had. G1's in the chat. Let's go, Dan, G1. Uh, and uh, Zone in Arizona says Corbin Carroll's taking hundreds of pitches a day with his VR headset and win reality at 100 mile plus miles per hour. Uh, Corbin Carroll doesn't sleep. He just trains nonstop. Uh, <laughs> he, just, he just stays awake at all times, just training. Uh, we do have some more information. Uh, you guys trying to get ahead of us? We got we got your probables uh, for this series. But we have an idea of who's going to make that start. We on have Thursday. an idea. We have a sneaking suspicion. Uh, but I did want to say, like, of course, one thing that was beautiful tonight was seeing the bullpen work the way it should. Three innings, the bullpen gave up one hit, uh, and that's all that they gave up. Talk about an uneventful end to a game against. One of the best teams in the American League. Now, we don't want to, like, let's pump our brakes a little bit because the Rays have actually not been very good lately. They haven't been great no. lately. They've just been kind of mediocre playing sub-500 baseball uh, when you factor in this game in their last 10. But uh, still a very dangerous team and still a team that the Diamondbacks uh, really need to, 
you know, uh, win, I guess you could say. They, they need to prove that they can beat these best teams because sometimes when they've uh, had these tests, they have not passed them. When you look at the Braves and even the series against the San Francisco Giants that they just uh, salvaged that last game out of. Yeah, I mean, your your pitching matchup today was definitely better than what the pitching matchups are probably going to be the yeah. rest of the way. Especially so. knowing now that Merrill Kelly is on the 15-day IL. Yes. We know we will not see him in this series. But this was a big game for the Diamondbacks to win with Zach Gallon on the mound, right? We yeah. talked about uh, there have been some other games that they played recently where it was like, all right, this is the one that you had to get, right? Like the game yeah. that Gallon pitched in Milwaukee or... Uh, on the flip side, like the Logan Webb game for the Giants, right? Like that's the game they're supposed to win, and they did, and, and the Diamondbacks were able to pull that off today. Chris says, I will take no salt on any tasty win. You're absolutely right. We're keeping things positive around here. Uh, and, of course, if you want to go check out potentially Justin Martinez's debut in tomorrow's game, uh, make sure to join us. You can get your tickets through Game Time. Game Time is not only a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing app, but it is the app to get last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, and, of course, for all of you procrastinators out there, just go go download the app now. Just have it on hand, ready to go uh, for the next time you get FOMO for missing out on an event. Uh, of course, another great uh, partner of ours is our friends over at Saturday Neon, which is a great story. We talk about great stories. Corbin Carroll going to the All-Star game, great story. Evan Longoria hitting his <laughs> uh, final home run against all 30 teams against the Tampa Bay Rays, great story. Uh, company started by two friends. That makes officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Also a great story. <laughs> uh, whether you're a diehard fan or a casual supporter of college sports, you'll love the way these signs light up uh, your space. And, of course, give you an amazing background for your Zoom calls, for your podcast. I hope it's not a competing baseball podcast. Uh, and so much more. So great for offices. Uh, and gifts. It's, best, it's a great gift. Makes a great gift. So go to SaturdayNeon.com and you can use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for all orders over $200. Damon, let's take a look at those probable pitchers for this series because we have no idea what we're going to see. This is just, we're just, this is just a guess now. This is an educated guess. Zach Davies uh, starting tomorrow and we are throwing it out there that we think we will see Brandon Fott start in the finale of this series against the race. Jesse, what are we doing here? I think we know. I, I don't want to, I mean, this is not official. If you if you go on the at bat app, or I guess just called the MLB app, you're not going to see Brandon Fott listed as the probable starter for Thursday. That's us taking some, some liberties of our own. That there. is correct. But it's pretty obvious. Uh, I specifically asked today, uh, I asked Tori about Tommy Henry and whether the Diamondbacks are looking to move him into the bullpen potentially this turn through the rotation, uh, just given that they are skipping him by starting Zach Davies tomorrow. And Tori said very nope. frankly said no. He is not an option to pitch out of the bullpen. Tori also specifically said that Tommy will pitch against in Angels. that series yeah. against the Angels. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, uh, Tori also went out and said that Merrill's He's basically viewing Merrill's spot as being on Thursday and that the Diamondbacks will bring in a starter to take that spot on Thursday. Derek Brandon Fott is going to start on Thursday. Let's go, I Jesse. Is, I think it is abundantly clear. 
yeah, you don't love looking at this probable starters nah. graphic and seeing a 782 ERA no, followed by an 837. No, um, like but Brandon Fott has pitched better of late down in Reno and uh, no injury is well-timed. But I do think that Brandon Fott deserves an opportunity back up here and he'll get that on Thursday against the best offense in baseball. So good luck. Good luck, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And all of you that said bad things about Zach Davies, if he has a good start, you got to come back to the show tomorrow and apologize. That's the way that works. But uh, I don't know what we'll see out of Zach Davies because that's probably been the biggest problem. Uh, Davies at times has actually looked like a very capable competitive pitcher. uh, And then at other times he looks like he absolutely Uh, is a detriment to this team and their success. So uh, who knows which Zach Davies will stand up tomorrow. But uh, what we do know is the this podcast, this very podcast, continues to maintain our lead in the most important division. I don't know. Do we say that anymore? I think the NL West is clearly the most important division. The NL West is pretty important. But (laughs) last year, the All-City division was the most important. It's still very important to me for bragging rights over the other uh, over the other shows. Uh, we still have a nine and a half game lead, folks. Uh, we've really, we've really lost the White Sox and the Rockies. They've just kind of drifted out of the picture. Did you know that the Rockies won that series against the I Angels? Did know. I heard <laughs> the that. Rockies had an amazing weekend. They lost the game twenty-five to one, and they still uh, won the series. Right. Man, that's like the definition of like lost the battle, but won the won war. the war. Yeah. And you like you really got your teeth kicked in in that yeah. battle. But somehow you still won the war. The D-backs so. have a couple series this year when we took a look at behind the numbers uh, after after everything was said and done. Uh, there were there were uh, quite quite an ass kicking. But yet somehow the Diamondbacks came out with two wins uh, in the series. And uh, if the atmosphere at Chase Field was anything like it was tonight for the remaining games, uh, I don't know how the Diamondbacks can lose because the atmosphere at Chase Field was electric. It was incredible. Uh, and, of course, you know, I think the biggest thing about uh, the atmosphere being like the way it was tonight was the fact that it's the Rays. They don't have that fan base that you yes. expect an electric atmosphere at Chase right. Field to have, especially like some sort of split crowd when it's like a Dodgers uh, matchup or it's a Cubs game or something like that. Uh, this was this was a lot of Arizona Diamondbacks fans coming out to support, and to be honest, it was it was great to see. It was great to see. It was a good environment. Yeah, it was twenty. It was like twenty three thousand three fifty one, something like that. Um, I was on Rock and Manuch talking D backs earlier today, and they asked me uh, what I thought the attendance would be this week, which I was like, oh man, I I don't know. Uh, it's, it's the middle. It's the middle of the week, right? Yeah. Middle of the week against the Tampa Bay Rays, a team that does not draw well on their own. It's kind of a recipe for disaster from an attendance standpoint. Yeah. But you can kind of sense in the ballpark that fans are starting to catch on on what the Diamondbacks are doing. They're starting to get behind this team, which it seems like in past years, that's something we haven't seen until later in the season. People are like very skeptical in the first few months of the year and you don't really see the the attendance tick up until like August or September. Yeah. We're seeing it a little earlier this year. The D-backs up to this point last season, I think we're around 19,000 on average at Chase Field. Uh, and this year they're around 21,000. So there's been a little bit of an uptick and I think that will continue in, in the months to come. And if you need more reasons to come out, again, the crowd was very pro Diamondback. So I know sometimes it's annoying to come out to Chase Field when the the stadium is going to be filled with opposing fans. I understand that. I get that. We feel that at times when we're there. We're like, oh, my God, like 
calm it down. All right, your visitors in an opposing ballpark, like uh, literally taking over the chants, especially the seventh inning chant. You're a monster if you do that. But we could have uh, done without the uh, uh, the wave, though. There was a, a there was like the a wave, sixth guys. or seventh inning wave at yeah. the ballpark, and it was like, yeah. come on now, the yeah. game is still close. Don't make me tap the sign again. And people were really into it. Like it was, <laughs> it was not a lackluster wave. Yeah. It was one of the most yeah. impassioned waves. I've Do ever not get seen me started. Don't this even is, get me. Don't even get me started on the wave. My like things of in life Damon's buttons the two things Damon hates the most in life James Outman and the wave that's one and two maybe one a one b I don't know (laughs) but uh I I will tell you this much Saul is here Saul is here because the Diamondbacks are a wagon if if Saul is here the rest of you should be here too come on out for these games uh the Diamondbacks are absolutely a wagon though and I I think that again when you talk about uh Zach Gallen starting we know that this game was kind of like uh, you know, oh, this is their best chance to win a game in the series. But what they did tonight to pick Zach Gallon up was was pretty impressive. And I think that that's something we've seen out of this team all season long. They le- legitimately can tell when their you know, starting pitcher is struggling and they try to do stuff uh, to back them up. They try to pick them up. They try to get those extra runs in. And and so far, they've figured out a way to continue to win. We are looking at a team that won their 48th game. Uh, we could be talking about 49 wins in the first 100, or I'm sorry, first, uh, what, 61 games of, or my math's all right. Yeah, that, that, I don't think any of those numbers <laughs> 80, are right. 81 games of the season. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I got it. I'll get it eventually. But uh, it's it's just impressive. We are very close to the Diamondbacks uh, matching their, their season win total for uh, oh, 2021. Right. We are four games away from that now. Uh, all they sorts are four of games away from that. Four <laughs> games away from them matching their entire total for 2021. I still can't get over that. But uh, in other news, by the way, we just want to give a quick shout out. Eduardo Escobar became a U.S. citizen. So hey. shout out to uh, spying on our exes a little bit. We, we want to do it in a positive way when we can. So <laughs> shout out to Eduardo Escobar, who is now on the Angels. Uh, and we will get to see him in this next series after they take on the Rays. So, uh, yeah, the angel, the angels making, making moves over there. They are the, angels uh, are the, the hot, moves. the hot stove is hot. God, Derek Eduardo this... Escobar traded to the angels. <laughs> that was the key piece that they needed to. Yeah. Put over now the that, yeah, you just need that first big Let's chip go. to drop. And now it's, you know, it's going to be eight trades tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, uh, anyway, if you, uh, where next stop Anaheim on Saturday, is that what we're doing? Is it, is it an away game or are they here? I forget. Is the Angel Series in Anaheim? It's in Anaheim. Okay. Yeah, it's Maybe. In Anaheim. Yeah. Road trips are great. You know that. Uh, and of course, uh, it's getting toasty here in the Valley, so it's a great time to escape. But if you're not escaping, uh, we're looking forward to what OG's has to offer this summer. Pink lemonade gummies are here and they are incredible. They are limited edition and they are now available. It's a fresh, tangy lemon with a hint of red berry and plenty of sugar. Uh, and of course, uh, they're all about flavoring life and they're about flavoring your edibles and making your edibles taste delicious. So uh, it doesn't matter what kind you get. They have a wide variety to choose from, including a sleep edition gummy, their happy balance gummy and more. They also have a wide variety of flavors for you to choose from. So make sure uh, to not miss out on those. Sometimes the the only problem with OGs is actually finding them in stock somewhere. Uh, but you can find them at dispensaries all across the valley. Uh, OGs doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. 
Uh, and also, speaking of purchasing, go, uh, they're sold out. They're, their Chase lounges were probably limited edition or the just run got crazy because of this guy promoting them. But More Furniture does have a wide variety of other furniture for you to pick from. That's not just a Chase lounge. So uh, make sure to buy whatever you need for your home over at morefurniture.com and have it delivered to you with their white glove delivery service, which we got for our office. And I can't imagine bringing any furniture up these stairs or in these elevators. So thank God. Uh, they were there for us. Uh, but you can say big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to take a look at those probables one more time. Uh, Jesse did want to bring up one point in regards to Zach Davies and Brandon Fott. Yeah, actually sort of about Tommy Henry and the fact that the Diamondbacks kind of inexplicably skipped him yeah. like we talked about before. Just want to touch on that real quick. It was brought to my attention that the Tampa Bay Rays this season are 12 and 4 against lefties, whereas the Los Angeles Angels are 8 and 14. So if you've got a lefty and you got a righty, the numbers wow. say you should have the righty start against the Rays and then save the lefty to start against Tori, the Angels. Tori's playing the long game here? What is that? That's my guess. It, it is pretty weird because yeah. Tommy Henry's going to be pitching on like tons of rest. Uh, they might have to have him throw some sort of an extra side session to make sure he stays fresh for that game. He pitched on the 22nd last, I believe. So he's going to be on like a full week or more, depending on which day exactly they are. It's going to be more than a week. It's going to be at least Friday. It's going to be it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, now. that's that's like seven days rest at least for Tommy Henry. So a bit of a weird scheduling move there. But yeah, that is my guess as to why the Diamondbacks made that move and why we won't see Tommy Henry, we don't think, in this series. I'm very sorry to reform Skid, who once again kind of gets shafted on his tickets to the game and who's starting. But, hey, fingers crossed we see Zach Davies make his best start of the year and rebound from some pretty bad ones. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. We will keep you posted and up to date on everything Diamondbacks related. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This maniac is Jesse N. Friedman on Twitter. The other maniac behind the Mac is Damon Dog. That's Damon D-A-W-G. And you got to do a little at the end. Of course. How uh, did you become the only sane one here, Derek? Because we're, I, we're, the, we're the maniacs and the guy I'm, with purple I'm, hair I'm is I'm totally normal. The ship, it's ridiculous. I'm piloting the ship. Derek's uh, the sane one. That's yeah, right. Clearly. The man <laughs> with purple hair is clearly the normal guy. Uh, I am obviously <laughs> the normal one here. Um, this like this man tried to say I, I, I was a small child, basically. And he won't even make himself a lunch that he can't eat immediately. I'll so, make it. I just will be miserable while be, I'm the, making the it. The four hours that he has. <laughs> <laughs> wait until he eats a sandwich. It's going to be the worst four hours of his life. Uh, our Twitter account is a lot of fun. If you're not following it already, that's over at PHNX underscore DBACs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for staying up late, hanging out with us. We appreciate your time on behalf of this crew. We thank you so much for stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you have purple hair. <laughs> <laughs>